Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you best. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Hour number three, terrific football Tuesday. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you here on the BetQL Network. Final hour of the day for us on Stadium, and uh, it's going to be a great 60 minutes coming your way. I'm morally safer. He's Anderson Cooper, and this is 60 Minutes. Uh, Alex Christensen, a.k.a. Noobs, will join us in 20 minutes talking NBA. Connor Allen from 4 for 4 and Betsperts in 40 minutes giving us prop bets for the NFL this weekend. And, of course, on Thanksgiving and Black Friday, Power Hour, Final Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. But given it's a condensed week and we only have one more show after today, we got to roll through our handicap of week number 12 in the National Football League. We still have a bunch of games that we have to hit. So let's get to it right now. Jake, bring the music up here. And Ken, let's go to the AFC South with the Jaguars and the Texans. And we talked a little bit about this game last hour, talking about Lawrence and Stroud as MVP candidates. And I don't think either of us liked them very much. But look, they're towards the top of the board, and they're both good. Stroud's having, obviously, an incredible year. Offensive Rookie of the Year favorite. But even with all that said, the Jaguars are road favorites this weekend in Houston against the Texans. Jacksonville, a one-and-a-half-point road favorite, the total 48-and-a-half. Now, people remember these two teams played earlier in the year. Jacksonville was a big home favorite, and the Texans nuked them in the game, winning by 20. Not quite like the coming-out party for C.J. Stroud, but that was one of the games where it's like, whoa. Like, this guy's a lot better than I think a lot of people expected. So, uh, Jacksonville, a short road favorite at Houston. Good quarterback matchup here. One of the most interesting games of the weekend. Ken, early thoughts, pen, pencil, blood, or blank, Jags and Texans. I, uh, I I don't think there's, I don't really know what the argument is for, like, that this market's way off or, like, there you you know, it, it needs to be this. I, I don't think you could ever get to either team as a three-point favorite in the game based on how they played. Um, I'm sure people will like Houston because of the first meeting, because their offense is just so good. I mean, really, really good. Um, but, like... I think I think of this as a coin flip kind of game. My numbers would say this is kind of a coin flip kind of game. The market says it's kind of a coin flip kind of game. Like, yeah, can't like can't wait. This is a little like Chiefs Eagles where it's like, yeah, can't wait for the game. But just like I have this sick betting angle for it. Like that's where that's where it gets really unlikely. My the one thing I would say from a, a market standpoint, side total. Um, I side. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. I pick the winner of the game. Uh, I would probably pick Jacksonville, not confidently. Um, 
total of the game. And I know Houston's offense is awesome. And I know in a lot of games, they score a lot of points. Their red zone offense is brutal. I mean, it's really bad. One for four again last week. Oh, by the way, like Arizona maybe should have won the game. Just like if they keep doing that in games against, you know, average teams, like they can be beat by anybody, by like basically anyone. It also means they're like a feisty underdog because if they do convert a couple of those opportunities against Cincinnati, against somebody else, like they can they can score a lot of points. They put up a big number on the board. Just like it also means they're really vulnerable. And part of that's maybe like Stroud's a rookie. I'm sure part of it is they can't run the ball sometimes very well down by the goal line. Singletary's been really good, but like that's still been an area where they haven't been particularly good. So I know everyone's like nuts about their offense and it's really good. Red zone's been really rough sometimes. I think the under would probably be my bet in the game. 48 and a half implies like you're getting a really efficient game from both teams. We haven't seen that consistently from Jacksonville. We saw it last week a lot more. Is that Tennessee or is that that Jacksonville's doing something different? And for Houston, like that's always going to be my point is how many people like loved that over last week against Arizona? Kyler and Stroud and the offense, they got off to a great start and everything. And then like, er, like everything comes to a screeching halt. Houston can't score in the red zone. All of a sudden it's a low scoring game. Again, could see that happening here too. Thing or Tennessee, new segments on the show? I, my vote in that one, my vote's Tennessee, by the way. <laughs> it might be. Yeah, it might right. be. They did do. They did do some stuff differently with Calvin Ridley and with the way they lined him up. And Ridley had a great game. But I mean, look, like Tennessee, we've been talking about it all year. A pass funnel defense, and Jacksonville did exploit it. Uh, I, I'm with you. Like, lean towards Jacksonville. Maybe if I bet the game, like I don't even know what I'm not gonna bet the game because I I kind of want Houston to win, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bet it. <laughs> I would bet fun. Jacksonville because they're, they're fun. Because they're fun, and like I and I have Tank Dell on every fantasy team basically, and I would like to win a lot of money by having by winning all these leagues, and Tank Dell being great helps that. I have Singletary too. Um, I guess last point here then would then be we can move on to the Broncos and the Browns. Well, let me. Let me <laughs> I have one maybe, more after this. Let me do one more sure. thing after this. Okay. okay. Uh, would you tease Houston? With the total this high. Now you said you like the under in the game, but like is Houston they're in teaser range here with Stroud. I I think I think so. And I don't know. I don't think it's the high total. I think it's just like it's totally subjective, right? I could I think I could see either team getting blown out in this game. I, and I don't that's totally subjective. It's just like what I think. Like there's I don't really have a lot to support that. I guess the high total, but I like kind of like the under. Um just like yeah, maybe just like, what if Houston's offense clicks for one game? They can't win by 14 a lot of the time, and then vice versa with the way the market's shaped now. Okay, like one for three in the red zone, and here's, you know, here's you losing by 10 because you, you end up kicking field goals and, and not able to convert down by the goal line. It's not likely, like, it, any teaser leg, one, up, one and a half to seven and a half is going to sound great. Would I pay the tax on this game to get it? I think I would prefer other games, like lower slugfest like kind one? of games. Probably like and uh, yeah, it, it just but I but I do think yeah, like I mean it's it's not bad. Let's, how can it be bad? It's one and a half to seven and a half. Just like maybe you would prefer others from a teaser standpoint. All right, you said you had one other thing to say about this game before we moved on. Yeah, just two. We're I'm trying to weave in awards today a little bit, which I can you tell we've done like an hour on it. Uh, just because Thursday we're not doing the show, and that's usually when we do awards, and the, a lot of the markets are really interesting. Uh, I still am really skeptical. D'Amico Ryan's is going to win Coach of the Year. If, by the way, Campbell's going to win again this week, seven and a half against the Packers. So, like, you, you kind of need him to lose for this to happen. Um, but I will say, he has to win this to win. 
Like it can't, you can't like Jacksonville can't win the division and you're like 10 and seven and win. This is what it is. So like, if you believe he can win coach of the year, you need Houston here. This is like a referendum on can he win coach of the year? Can he have a big record? Not just like a make the playoffs record. Cause if you're going to contend with like 14 and three, Dan Campbell and whatever else is coming down the pipe in terms of other coaches like has to win the game. So if the market, like if they lose and he's still a low price in the market, now you, maybe you confidently bet other coaches. We'll see what the other coaches are priced. Like, like if he loses this, like I, I actually think it's like almost zero. But if he wins, then I'm like, oh, God, like this, then it gets really interesting. And then the second point would be Jalen Carter still not accumulating a ton of statistics, although had almost like the play of the millennium with the interception that he almost made diving under the offensive line, said he saw it on YouTube. He almost like gains defensive rookie of the year price by trying to do that because and now everyone just thinks he's honestly. awesome. <laughs> right? And no one yes. talks about any of the other rookies. Right. Right. My point in this game is just going to be. Will Anderson had a sack last week. He's like one sack behind Jalen Carter with like six, seven games to play. He, I think he has to like crush Carter statistically to have a chance. Like if they're even close, I think people are saying Carter's going to be like an all pro this year, which like with like limited numbers, just because he's so effective and like they have to double team him, whatever. Um, just like watch for that in this game. Just like I'm not, would never bet it right now. Just like if there's going to be a guy that has numbers that can rival the two other favorites, Witherspoon and Carter, it might be Will Anderson, and he might be starting to cook a little bit. And his pressure rate's always been great. He just hasn't gotten the sacks to back it up. Now maybe they're starting to maybe they're starting to come around a little bit. So like, just pay attention to that a little bit. Like if he's six sacks up on Carter in a month, they're they're gonna give it to Carter again. Really, like they're just gonna do that. I'm really skeptical that's gonna happen. I'm also skeptical Anderson can even do that. But that would be the other reward thing to watch out for in this game. And Witherspoon does, for what it's worth, have a showcase game, obviously, Thanksgiving night yep, against the Niners, absolutely. where they're likely to lose, but, like, maybe he has a big game like he did against the Giants like on Monday Rock night Brady, earlier in the whatever. year. Yeah. yeah well, well, let's say, you know, the Giants a bit of an easier opponent, but, yeah, it's certainly possible. Sure. You, you better bet. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday. Rolling through, listen, talk, rolling through week 12 of the NFL. Uh, let's talk about really fun teaser games. Uh, the Broncos and the Browns, a far cry, like I said at the start of the show, from John Elway and the Bernie Kosar and Ernest Biner and company here in the 86 and 87 title games. Marty Schottenheimer, Dan Reeves, the late great, both of them. Uh, Denver, two and a half point home favorites in this game. Total here is 35. Start number three here for DTR. Uh, won his last one, obviously, against the Steelers. I look at this game and I say, I would like to tease the Browns to plus eight and a half, and I feel like I win. Uh, Ken, is there anything to add here? Do you have do you like a side or do you like the total in the game? I kind of disagree just because it's DTR on the road. So I, 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 like in general, it's a very low total game and you're getting eight and a half. You probably win a lot. Like you're not wrong. Just like to have DTR be the guy on the road with the eight and a half. And the argument's going to be, well, I get the Browns defense and it's eight and a half on the road. And like, so they're going to keep every game close. DTR just, it just still makes me a little nervous of this and, kind of situation. And that Broncos and offense. And, and you're right. Yeah. Like you're way right. right to say that. Also right. like, and you made a great point. You brought this up yesterday. This Broncos team gets down in the red zone. It's like, just send out Will Lutz. Send it's unbelievable. Out. I mean, it's really crazy. Like, honestly, like, you know what the bets here are probably? Like, I, I so I, I like Denver. To, I think Denver is going to win this game. Like, I think they're going to win this game. Actually, I know, like, Browns teasers, the mathematical play, whatever. Like, Denver by one to six. Denver by a small margin. Tiny exact scores that Denver with Like, and field goal overs in this game. What's the right number of field goals in this game? Seven. I mean, just like, like that, that's probably what it's going to be. At, they're not going to have any possessions too. to get down that far. Yeah, just but it, altitude 
no one's gonna score a touchdown. <laughs> like, like you think the you think the Broncos against the Browns defense are not gonna score touchdowns? DTR against this new Broncos defense? That they're, they're scoring ever? Lays <laughs> like, score couldn't score against the Steelers last week uh, without Mika Fitzpatrick. So, totally agree with the total. I actually still might bet the under. I think this is like. Not exactly the game we saw last week, but that type of game. And that's the kind of games the Broncos have been playing, too. They're happy to play this low-scoring field goal kind of a game. And I'll I'll take Wilson big time in this situation over DTR in a close game in the fourth quarter. I, I think this is so locked into, like, Denver by, like, three, four, some kind of small number. Uh, I actually, I'm really confident I think they just win the game, honestly. And I, if DTR can do this then I think we've cleared another hurdle toward like having a conversation about betting him in future games, home Steelers. And you didn't even really have to do anything a little different, a little different than road silent count. Not a lot of weapons. Here's a good defense. Like that's a lot. That's a lot to ask, honestly. And the defense is going to keep him in the game and it's going to make the power rating what it is. I think Denver wins. I think I'm finding ways to play them winning by small margins. Do you, uh, do you think this is going to close three or two and a half? Two and a I half. don't I don't think it's gonna close three just because like Cleveland's rating and it's it, I mean, it's driven entirely by their defense which is historic like I I don't think I think three and a low total would be so appealing to betters that I just I don't think if it if it hits it I think it comes back off it I don't think you would get it consistently now I guess there could be injuries that I'm not thinking of that like loom really large here that we could have, end up having later in the week but unless those injuries are reported like unless that's what it is I don't think you're going to get organic like it's going to go to three and hold there because even though the Broncos have been winning like I you know I don't think a lot of people who watch that Minnesota game are like yeah Broncos by margin like what what a great idea I think that I just am confident they'll win by some number Russ is kind of back right well it's funny so uh like a couple articles were written after that game where it's like come back because you literally go like like right. you trust yeah. him like and I'm thinking as you're saying that Ken like, they could have no points, and in a big spot, well, I, I mean, feel like he's going to make a play. I don't mean versus, like, Mahomes or something, right? Like, I'm not, although to be fair, he beat Mahomes too, right? Uh, but I, just, like, but just like, like, in a big spot, I feel like he's going to make sure. a play, even if he stinks the whole game. It feels like he's, like, kind of back in that sense. I mean, but I mean, like, like, let's be honest, like, the game is in Denver. So, like, in this game specifically, like, it's, you know, 13 all with 10 minutes left, and it's DTR Russell Wilson and the two defenses. Like, I think the Broncos are going to win that game a lot of the time. And this game's going to be that a lot of the time. It just is. And here's the other thing, like the Browns, sure. Like I, <laughs> one thing that will definitely happen in this game, Russell Wilson will get sacked and it will probably be by Miles Garrett. He's been sacked in every game this year, like it was frequently multiple times. So like they're going to have some negative plays. Miles Garrett will probably have a sack or two. Uh, but man, Russell Wilson does not turn the ball over and like does not, is not going to put DTR in all these advantageous situations. Just like, here's a short field, go kick a field goal. Like he doesn't do that. His TDIT ratio is absurdly good. It's the best in the league, basically. Like, they're not going to turn it over a lot. DTR is going to have to go the length of the field. On the road, I'll bet that he can't do it. Okay, that's the the Broncos and the Browns. We'll we'll, we'll do picks tomorrow. I got, you made a really good case for Denver, so much so that I'm like, hey, I kind of think Denver's going to win also. Minus 135 on the money line right now at BetMGM. Ken, let's go to the uh, the NFC West. Basically pick the winner of the game with the Rams and the Cardinals right now. We don't know the status of Cooper Cup yet. I, we probably won't know until, we might not know until until game day whether, whether Cup's going to play in the game with the, the low-grade ankle sprain, so he's not going to be out for a long time, but he might miss this game. Kyron Williams, for what it's worth, back for the Rams. They waved Daryl Henderson today. We barely knew ye. So Kyron Williams back running the ball for the Rams. Pick the winner of the game, Rams and Cardinals in the desert, total 44 and a half. I'm glad we're doing this one right before break. I I have like nothing to offer on this game. Like I, I think I I think this market's okay. 
I, I guess like lean Arizona if we think Cup is less likely to play because he's so impactful. But beyond that, like, yeah, the total should be about this number because we don't know. And I don't think either team should ever be favored by three right right now, at least right now. Um, maybe it's like Arizona for a little bit because you think Cup's not going to play and you think the market's going to move in that direction. Short of that, like, I don't really have a lot to offer here. Like this, this was a market where I just go like, yeah, okay, what's the next game? I uh, also, I, I, I still think the Cardinals... Is there motivation really like to win this game? Like I guess it might be. I think it's just it's 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 tough. Um, I think one thing that's definite, and this is not a commentary over the balance of their careers, because Stafford's like a borderline Hall of Fame player, and like Kyler might get there, but he's not that right now. I don't even think it's close. Kyler's the better quarterback in this game right now. Like right now, not not over the balance of their careers, but like really, like who's taking Matthew Stafford over Kyler Murray? Like for this game on Sunday, I lean the Cardinals. Also, we'll get back to our handicap of Week Twelve in the National Football League coming up in the Power Hour. But a couple guests to close the hour after this, and we'll start talking NBA with our pal Noops. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. All right, coming up in 20 minutes, our pal Connor Allen will stop and give us profits coming up for Week 12 in the National Football League, including the three games on Thanksgiving and the one game on Black Friday. We will get back to our handicap of Week 12 in the NFL. Ken and I will still have a bunch of games we have to hit, including the Chiefs and Raiders, Eagles, Bills, Ravens, Chargers on Sunday Night Football, the Vikings and the Bears coming up on Monday Night Football. Also have to roll through all our bets for tonight, which is basically... Tyler, college basketball, and then Ken and I will give you our NBA bets. Speaking of betting on the NBA, it is great to welcome to the show right now in Thanksgiving week our good friend Alex Christensen, who, of course, is better known to you and yours as Noobs. Uh, he's on Twitter at underscore noobs, doing awesome work for our friends at BetUS and also at FTN Bets with the, uh, the awesomely named Hoops with Noobs. Honestly, like if I were... If I were naming that show, that's a, it, it's it's exactly what I would name it also. Hoops with noobs. So be sure to check that out, FTN Bets and Bets US. And again, on Twitter, at underscore noobs. Noobs, welcome back to You Better You Bet, Nick and Ken. Great to have you. Happy early Thanksgiving to you and your family, my friend. Thanks for having me, gentlemen. I'm so excited. Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday of the year. And Nick, you did come up with hoops with noobs. I think like maybe a year and a half ago or so on this very show. You called it Hoops with Noops. I wrote it down, and I'm glad to have had a chance to use it. Is, is that Hoops. true? Like, is that actually 100%. true? That, like, I, can, I, I have to tell you, we do this sometimes on the show, and Ken and I will talk off air, and like like this bit that we had like three years ago, and I'm, I'm literally like, I don't remember anything about this. And Ken's like, no, we did yeah. this on this day, and then this happened, and then it turned into this. I have like no recollection <laughs> of like any of this stuff ever. Like, from, maybe From the people that brought you Wagertainment. You got another got another thing you didn't patent. Got another thing you didn't patent. No, just speak to hoops out there in Warmers. So. Hoop, hashtag I, I hoops agree. with noops. I yeah. agree. You take that on oh, the but, house. Uh, noops, what uh give me something that like you've you've noticed through a few weeks, like uh something that maybe an inefficiency in the market, a team you think is better than how they're being priced, worse than how they're being priced. Kind of what have you seen so far? We're you know about a month into the season now. Yeah, it's been a really interesting start to the season. I think that um, one of the things that I've noticed just from a, a more macro level, I think some of these rest spots are starting to be a little overvalued, undervalued in the market, just in terms of 
you know, a couple of years ago, we used to be able to kind of blindly bet some of these rest advantages, and it's become more and more built into the number. And I think we're kind of at the point where uh, things have maybe pushed a little bit too far. Um, things like you'll see a downgrade for a team, say, on a back-to-back. But with both games at home, not necessarily that big of a downgrade, especially if the night before it happens to be against a worse team and, and things like that. So I found a little bit of value there. Um, and I think right now with some of these teams and uh, maybe kind of the uh, this is at an end here with this Indiana Pacers um, Atlanta Hawks total finally getting to 252. It seems like some of these high totals aren't really high enough. Uh, for whatever reason, the scoring seems to be really, really big. And I was shocked that this got to 252, but I kind of have it at 255. I'm curious to see where it lands. And then some of the low totals. There are some really bad teams this year. I've done very well betting team total unders on the Portland Trailblazers and the Detroit Pistons, and they just can't seem to make that number low enough for me. Um, I just I want to just make sure I shout this out. We got a message from one of our listeners, our Kevin Hilmers, who wanted to say, and like, I guess we should do this. You've been killing it. Noob's like nailing first <laughs> touchdown scores on the island games. Like, yeah, apparently had uh, had the winner last night with Justin Watson. So, Noob's, good job, buddy. I'm going to shout him out on that. Uh, Noob's, what about uh, anything in the award market in the NBA standing out to you right now? Yeah, let me pull up some of those numbers. I want to make sure that I have the right ones from our friends at MGM here. Um, a couple of these really starting to shape up. I think at this point, you know, barring injury, Tyrese Maxey looks just like an absolute kind of top option here for most improved player. He's minus 105 right now, uh, maybe still a little value on somebody like Scotty Barnes or Alperin Shengun, given that both of those teams might be able to win enough games. But that does really seem like Maxey's award. Um, looking further down, you know, six man of the year really hasn't shaking itself out yet they still got a couple choices up here there's Hardaway there's quickly there's Austin Reeves Camp Thomas still injured waiting for him to come back so as I start to look a little further down the list there I wonder if now's the time to look at somebody like Buddy Heald 40 to 1 he's coming back for a Pacers team that looks like they're clearly going to be a winning team I think he's going to be a big part of what they do and again when you look at six man you're looking for a guard that comes off the bench scores makes a lot of big shots and if he can come back average 15 16 points coming off the bench i think that's a really nice number at 40 to 1. noops i know when you kind of scroll down the awards there like you, you obviously if you went past most valuable player probably because you, you went to it i'm guessing you were like nothing nothing to do here but i guess my question would be like why not right like let, let's be honest like last year got really weird because Jokic had won a lot and i think everyone was really tired of that and he hadn't won a title yet now he has and he's the overwhelming favorite in the market right now to win his third most valuable player award. They might be the best team in the league. Jamal Murray might come back pretty soon. So maybe this is just like, yeah, he's the best player in the league. Like they're going to be one of the best teams. He should be the favorite. Things got really weird last year and the conversation got really weird. Embiid's behind him still. Embiid might have a really good year. Your guy. Uh, SGA has gotten a lot of pub recently. Jason Tatum might be the best player on the team that wins the most games. Luca's around. <laughs> like, is this is this not going to get weird again? Like you think this is business as usual? Like we're back to best player and it's Jokic? I do expect it to get weird. I just don't have a reason for it yet. I think last year what we had was the constant looming of, well, we can't give Jokic three in a row because that puts him in some sort of elite category. And as silly as that is, that's how writers think. That's how they see this historical perspective. So I think that he was really carrying the weight of that. And now that we're past that, plus now this award gets to become almost a double 
sort of, I don't know, maybe a 25% extra award for winning the finals last year and finally doing something. So I think it makes sense that he's a clear favorite. You know, Doncic is basically the same number he was preseason, maybe a little bit higher, um, depending on when you look here. I think there's still some value in him, maybe a plus 550, but you should probably already have that in your pocket. And as I look further down, Shingleton Alexander is interesting, but I just can't get there. I don't know if the Thunder are going to continue to be this elite team and if Shea's going to be, you know, one of these top five guys. But so 18 to one, I was hoping for something in the 20s. It's just, yeah, like you said, there's not enough numbers that stick out to me. I, I, I have to tell you, I think I hate sports writers. Like Hall of Fame voters, <laughs> award voters, like here's my narrative, and like I'm the gatekeeper, yeah. and it's my decision to make. You I gotta just, try to figure I, out what I, it is. I can't. That's the yeah. job. You gotta figure out what it is. Yeah, yeah. I, but I can, I can also hate them. I can do, can try and do both things. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, you I hate, hate them all the time. Not mutually exclusive. Uh, and then bet. And then and and then bet. And then hate. And then bet. You better you bet with Nick and Ken here on a Tuesday talking the NBA with our pal Alex Frischens and AKA Noobs. I love the fact, by the way, that we brought him on the show. I'm like, Hoops with Noobs, that's a great name. And he's like, Yeah, you came up with it. Like I guess I did. Uh, on Twitter yeah, at underscore Yes, well, you know how much I, I got the same amount of money for that as I did for Odyssey trademarking and stealing wagertainment from me. Zero dollars. Thanks, noobs. Not not even like a, a message like, hey man, good job here. Thanks. I had to like <laughs> I had to like compliment myself indirectly for him to bring it up. Thanks a lot, buddy. Uh well, you started first. I was gonna say something. I wanted to wait to do no, it on the show, but you you kinda you cut me off. You weren't you were not gonna do it, don't lie. And that's okay. No you no no you weren't, right? <laughs> Just admit it. <laughs> You can admit it's okay. You weren't going to. I was no. going to do it. Okay. okay. What's your favorite? What's your favorite bet for tonight, buddy? <laughs> uh, two plays I like quite a bit here. The Pacers. I have them basically as a one-point underdog. We're looking at three and a half right now. The money line at plus one forty. I think both of those are really nice bets. This is a game against the Hawks. That, you know, we talked about at the top of the segment. This is the highest total possibly in NBA history. I, I know it's the highest one. I think. Uh, since like 1980 something uh, at least 20 years in the last 20 years it's the highest then um and there's reason to think it's going to be higher when you have that kind of a back and forth game i think not only does that game state help indiana and really you know augment what their best player and tyrese halliburton can do and his impact on the game also means there's going to be a lot of back and forth here and i think we'll have a close finish so three and a half is a really nice number i'm happy to scoop that up and then Lakers Jazz, the market's gone a little against me. I actually played this under 236.5 earlier this morning. It's now 237.5. I just, I think this number is based on the idea that Utah might somehow get the Lakers to run, play a little faster than they normally do. First night of a back to back, LeBron not 100%. I think this is going to be a slow game. So give me the under there as well. Pacers, money line, or take the spread. And then Lakers Jazz under. Noops, I, one more NBA question for me. Just and selfishly, sometimes I like to use these interviews to be like, "Hey, like I, I bet this, or I thought about betting this. Am, am I stupid, or like, am I onto something here? Like, what's going on?" Uh, last year, I spent a lot of money on the Pacific Division, and it did not go great for me because I did not think the Kings were going to win. And if I had thought the Kings were going to win, I would be a billionaire right now because their prices were always awesome every single step of the way. The Pacific is once again, I think just like the most fun division to bet into because all five teams really think that they have like a legit chance to win. Uh, Phoenix is the favorite in the market still. Beal's gonna be out for a few weeks. They're like less than two to one to win the division. Then you have this kind of log jam with the Kings, Warriors and Lakers, like this three to one, four to one range. And then you have the Clippers 
And I'll just say, like, I bet the Clippers to win the division this morning. And I plus 750 was the price that I found on them to win the division. I think this division is going to get nuts again. Do you agree? Do you think it's just Phoenix? If you had to pick one of these teams at price to bet, what about the Pacific? And maybe it gets wacky again. Yeah, you're looking at just a two and a half game gap right now between the Kings and the Clippers down there at the bottom. It's hard for me to get excited about a Clippers bet, it, it really in any way, shape, or form. I just, it doesn't look like it's going to work. It's hard for me to see it getting much better. And right now, everyone's healthy. What happens when people start getting hurt? So, as much as I don't like Clippers bets, I think that's actually a really nice angle to take on the Clippers because if it does work, it's going to go very well. So try to bet, you know, extremes and stuff like that. You know, so instead of saying maybe a regular season win total over, I like that bet to win the division. But this does seem kind of like it's going to be a fight all the way to the end. I don't know why the Lakers are fourth favorite at plus 475. They've had a really rough start to the season, but they're only half a game back. I guess the expectation is Phoenix is going to get better with Bradley Beal, but I think the Lakers are actually the best value right now. Noobs, what are you most looking forward to eat on Thanksgiving? Gravy. <laughs> well, by itself. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. later on also. everything, by itself. It's a lot of gravy. All right. Gravy pie. On Twitter. Great gravy with noobs uh, no. at underscore noobs mm -hmm. on Twitter, F FTN bets and our friends at bet us, my friend, uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. You and your family. Good luck with the bets. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks guys. Have a great holiday. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody and be sure to check out more first, first touchdown score bets. That, that, there you have it. And uh, also, yeah. like, Noobs will be debuting a new show soon called You Better You Bet. It's going to be really awesome. <laughs> Tainment. That, 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 that he came up with all on his own. Come get Wagertainment. What a jerk, man. With noobs. I don't care. You, you take take the name. I don't care. Like, I don't even get, like, I can't get a DM from my friend Noobs being like, hey, man, great idea. Can mm. I have it? I been, of course, man. You take it on the house. I can't even get a heads up from Noobs of taking the name. Also, I didn't remember, to be fair. And we love Noobs here mm. on the show. Uh, Ken, you had mentioned uh, that you bet the Pacific Division. You bet the Clippers to win the division. Uh, as much time as you'd like here. Uh, why do you like the Clippers here? Why do you like that price plus 750, you said? Yeah, I just I, I think they have a chance to be rated like the best team in the division pretty easily. Um, they they kind of already are in terms of how they're rated in some of these point spread markets. And look, like I, I have jokes just like everybody's got jokes. Like I, you know, oh Harden and this thing's a disaster. We we clipped that video the day of the trade. And I think I'm going to be right about all that stuff. Like, I think the Sixers are going to be a much more relevant postseason team than the Clippers are. I think the Sixers actually have a chance to win the title. I don't think the Clippers have a chance to win the title. Like, I still believe all that stuff uh, really firmly. But in terms of a regular season accomplishment in what I think is kind of like a division with a bunch of good, flawed teams, um, you know, one, uh, one thing I'll give James Harden credit for, man, that guy could rack up regular season wins like you wouldn't believe. Like, look at his look at his track record every single place that he's gone on how many regular season games his teams win when he's one of the best players. High 40s, low 50s, that's your baseline on everything. Their win total in the market right now is like 43, 44, and they're being priced like an afterthought to win the division. I, they play any, any of the – so Kings, Warriors, Lakers, uh, Suns. You, you put them on a neutral next week against any of those teams, it's either a small point spread or the Clippers are favored. I just, I you know, like we're, it's very early. It's extremely early. And like Westbrook going to the bench, maybe that helps. He doesn't have to take as many shots. He doesn't score as much. Norman Powell is actually really kind of the sixth man on the team. Like, I think this can click enough 
that they're just like a relevant, you know, a, a top three, four seed. They win the division. And it's also that I don't like the other teams very much based on what I've seen so far. I think Phoenix is going to win enough games to make the playoffs. I don't think that's in question at all. But like, is this, and I bet Vogel coach of the year before the year too. Like, I don't, I don't think this is going to be like a 55 win juggernaut. I think this is more like kind of a mid forties, like middle of the, like they're going to make the playoffs, probably win a series, maybe two, but like, are they a runaway division winner? Probably not. They don't defend at a particularly high level. All their games go over now. I don't think Beal coming back is going to change that. Lakers, you have to worry about the two stars getting hurt at some point and for how long. Warriors, you're already worried about Steph Curry getting hurt and how much longer, like this is going to play out, how many more games he's going to miss at some point this year, probably more. And the Kings are very good. Like they're going to get Fox back. They're kind of back to full strength a little bit. But I think you can still have a lot of questions about like in a regular season setting, is there a lot of difference between these teams? And again, we have like 70 games left and the Clippers might end up being the best rated team of the five. Just seemed like a really long price to take. Like I, you know, maybe Phoenix wins, maybe someone else wins. I think we're kind of just all the lottery balls are bouncing around in there with the five teams. And and I get one of them at plus 750 and they might they might be the best. Mike, speaking of the Golden State Warriors, like they did get off the schneid last night, one but didn't cover yep. against the Houston Rockets. Like I, I wish that we had known that Shen Goon was going to play. I liked his over points, rebounds, assists. He's a monster, and Van Vliet yeah, over assists really also, which I didn't get to give. He'll out be at the a end finalist show, for most you know. improves. He'll at least be a finalist. Maxi probably wins. Like Maxi Barnes, Shen Goon feels like your three finalists almost for sure already. I. He's like baby Jokic. Like he's, I'm not saying he's as good as Jokic, but he's really, really, really good. On the other side, prop bets coming up for NFL Week 12 with our good friend, Connor Allen. Tungo Bailoa. Nice catch. Here goes Hill. Kiss him goodbye. Touchdown, Tyreek Hill. What a throw. And then Hill rockets in for six. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Uh, Kevin Harlan with the call this past weekend. Tyreek Hill, pretty good at football. Will he lead the Dolphins to a win and a cover this week, this Friday, on the road to Tim Boyle? Imagine that being true. A Tim Boyle in the New York Jets. Our pal Connor Allen will join us in a moment. So that game and more for Week 12 in the National Football League. This is our final segment for the day on Stadium. So if you're watching us on Stadium right now and you want to check out the final hour of the program, the Power Hour, I would recommend that because we're going to handicap a bunch of games coming up Week 12 in the NFL, including the Eagles and the Bills, and maybe the game of the week coming up on Sunday afternoon. Plus, we'll give you all our bets for tonight. Plus, Ken's going to tell you how to bet the Heisman Trophy ahead of Week 13 in college football. Twitch.tv backslash BetQL. That URL again is twitch.tv backslash betql at the uh, the end of the segment. But joining us right now to give us some prop bets and and thoughts here, Week 12 in the National Football League is our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4, the BetSperts, and the Move the Line podcast. He's on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. My friend, welcome back to the show. Nick and Ken, happy early Thanksgiving to you and your family. How's it going? Good, good. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you guys as well. Uh, I'm, I would say I'm like cautiously optimistic about some of the games here. All of them about seven point or more spread. So it's, I mean, I would say that's where the cautiousness comes in because it's, I don't know if any of them are going to be that close, but I'm, I'm excited to see it and watch some football. I mean, it's Thanksgiving games are always fun regardless of the outcome, at least in my mind. Oh, absolutely. Got to got to have someone in the background while you're trying to make awkward conversation with people that you see like a couple <laughs> times a year. Be like, oh, uh, hang on. Let's all watch this third down together. <laughs> so, can you imagine doing that with like the Maui Invitational? That'd be tough. Uh, I, I told you before we came on, Connor, I just I anything that you had on last just such like an important game result last night, like the, the fact that MVS drops the pass. Kelsey fumbles the ball, all the thing, all the bad things happen for the Chiefs and the Eagles win the game. And you look, they were only a two and a half point underdog, but like 
Now they might be the one. Now Hertz might win MVP. MVS catches the ball. Maybe we're having a Mahomes conversation today and a Chiefs number one seed conversation. And uh, are they unstoppable? They're going to win the Super Bowl. So just a high leverage result anywhere you want to take it. Just some of your reactions, some of your thoughts from last night's Eagles win over Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, MVS just stinks. I mean, even before he dropped that ball, he was playing terrible. So, like, let's I mean, start there. It's like, <laughs> like, to be fair, to get right. that out in the open. Yes. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do think it's interesting how the, the result of this game just so like matters so much. But what actually happened, I don't think, is really reflected in that. I mean, I don't think that Jalen Hurts and this Philly offense played particularly well. This Chiefs defense, I think, continued to prove that they're very much legitimate and is one of the best, if not the best, defense that Mahomes has played with in his career. Um, and I really think, like, it's just astounding. If you look back, you already mentioned it, the Kelsey fumble, the MBS drop. Mahomes threw an, an end zone interception, which rarely happens, you know, for a guy like Patrick Mahomes. Like, all those three factors. Like, this game should have, in my mind, looked entirely different here. And this is – I didn't even have a bet on either side. You know, it's just one of those things that, in hindsight, I think that very clearly, like, in my mind, the Chiefs should have won this game. But now we have Jalen Hurts as the MVP favorite. But I think it's, like, a different argument of, like – does he deserve to win MVP or will he win MVP? And that's kind of the issue here with this market is like, they're probably going to keep winning and he's probably going to keep playing well enough to keep himself in the conversation. And if at the end of the year, their record is the best and he's played adequately enough and there's no other like strong candidate, which I think is kind of similar in a lot of ways to the Lamar Jackson argument, or at least it was heading into this week. Uh, he's probably going to win. So I think that's kind of my whole takeaway here with this market. Cause I think it's a pretty difficult one to cap this year. I just can't. I, I, I want. I, I am dying for like the Bills to go eight and nine, and for some writer to be like, yeah, but EPA for Josh Allen, <laughs> gotta give it to him. Like, how about go, go get go stuff yourself in a locker and leave the leave the rest of us alone with all this nonsense. Uh, Connor, let's get some bets for this weekend. Uh, let's start with the three games on Thanksgiving. Anything you've got for us? Packers and Lions, Commies and Cowboys, Niners and Seahawks, and then we'll turn our attention to Black Friday with the Dolphins and Jets. Yeah, no, I, I think that this uh, Green Bay-Detroit game is a couple of interesting bets here. So for a prop bet, I did take uh, Jameer Gibbs to go over his rushing prop here. Then we're looking at 46.5, 47.5, a couple different spots here. Coming out of the bye of week nine for Detroit, we saw a pretty even split here for David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Like early in the season when these two teams played here, David Montgomery had 32 carries and Jameer Gibbs had eight in a single game here. Um, now that's not going to be the case here out of the bye. We've seen a pretty much even split. Uh, and now in this spot here, Packers run defense is still bad. 29th in explosive rushing rate allowed 23rd in early down success rate. Uh, and we know that this, uh, Lions team is going to want to run the ball against them as we saw early in the season, again, 40 times there. I don't think this game is going to get quite as out of hand. Uh, but I do like Jameer Gibbs go over his rushing prop here, potentially some ladders as well. Uh, overall in the game, though, I think that you could play the over, and, and I lean that way. Detroit secondaries, their metrics are really good. We've talked about it a couple weeks in a row now. Uh, you know, they're, I think they're a little bit overrated uh, at, at this point here. Now, the, the question will be whether Jordan Love can consistently move the ball. Uh, I don't have the exact answer to that, but I think that they should have enough explosiveness on both sides here uh, to go over the total there uh, for this Green Bay Detroit game. Connor, maybe this is just a big picture question about, and we'll do Black Friday in a second, but all three Thanksgiving games and the Black Friday game really big favorites like and i know san francisco seattle's like six and a half but like in the realm of the nfl like that's like almost a touchdown favorite like some weeks that's the biggest point spread honestly we have four games that fit this description and nick and i were doing this all yesterday just look like we like underdogs sure like i i like it, betting an upset's a fun thing to do 
I just don't see it with any of these games. Like these, they see maybe the like all the dogs can cover. Like they get artificial, obviously. Like the games could be one possession games in terms of how they land. But like you see an upset for all the, they seem like just so impossible. Which means there's gonna be three of them, and I'm gonna look stupid. Do you kind of agree (laughs) with that? Just that like, you know, I'm not saying like you have to money line parlay all this stuff or whatever. Just man, it just it feels so certain that on Thanksgiving it's just we're gonna get you know. Detroit in the early game by some margin, Dallas in the mid game by some margin, and San Francisco at night by some margin. You agree with that? Yeah, it, it's just really tough for me to see a lot of paths for a lot of these teams. I think a team like Washington, uh, initially, my take was like, okay, you know, plus 11 could make some sense here. Uh, you know, I think that these two teams are just coming off like opposite results. Um, you know, the look ahead was like nine. But then when you dig into like the handicap of like what is actually going on, I mean, Dallas gets insane amount of pressure. Washington and Sam Howell take sacks like it's their job. I mean, it's just like that it massively skews the game here and it just like slowly or it makes it so difficult for me to envision a path here where Washington's potentially winning outright here. I mean, I would say the most likely, I know again, not a hot take because it's the closest spread, but San Francisco, Seattle here, if I had to pick one potentially, I mean, maybe we get Geno Smith fully healthy. The Hafunga injury matters more than we expected for the 49ers defense that their front seven is awesome, but their secondary, there's already some questions as to, as to as well. So like it would take something like that and the and the Seattle secondary stepping up massively. Like, but, you know, we've already added in three ifs to that, like, kind of argument there. And that's that's a lot uh, to be riding on there for a money line bet. You better, you better hear with Nick and Kent on a Tuesday, getting NFL bets for the weekend with our friend Connor Allen from 4 for 4 Betsperts, the Move the Line podcast on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL. Connor, let's go to uh, Black Friday with the Dolphins and the Jets. Tim Boyle set to start for Gang Green in place of Zach Wilson. Uh, any bets for you with Miami and the Jets? Dolphins up to a 10 point road favorite here, total about 43. Yeah, if you can shop around and find some nine and a halfs, I like that a lot uh, for Miami. I really like the 10 as well, though. I, we're looking at a couple of different angles here for this game because Tim Boyle is not just bad. Like, you know, the market is telling us that he's three points worse than Zach Wilson. And I, you know, I'm not really, I, I'm not inclined to disagree, to be honest. I mean, we're looking at Tim Boyle, a guy, career NFL stats, 60% completion rate, three touchdowns, nine interceptions, 5.1 yards per attempt. And in college, in UConn, I mean, like a bad school, 48% completion rate, one touchdown and 30, 13 interceptions, 4.5 yards per attempt. He comes into the NFL, makes buddies with Aaron Rodgers. He's Aaron Rodgers' backup for a few years. And then we have a you know press conference coming out like, yeah, Tim Boyle is my little brother. Like, you know, he's, he's my pal. And now, lo and behold, he's, he's the backup on the Jets here who's getting the start in. Nathaniel Hackett's system. So you have a guy who's, in in my mind, not really equipped to play quarterback in the NFL, playing in a system behind a bad offensive line in a terrible system. I mean, Nathaniel Hackett's system is not a good system either. Um, Going against the Dolphins' defense that uh, I don't think is necessarily good, but I think they're improving as they're getting healthy. And so you factor all that in here. And then on the other side, I think that we saw Buffalo be able to kind of exploit the middle of the field against the Jets. Like, obviously, their per, uh, perimeter corners are fantastic in Sauce, DJ Gardner. But if they're, if they're moving their players around, if they're getting them into the middle of the field, which I think Miami's capable of here, I expect them to have some offensive success. And I think that's the key here. I don't expect much from at all from uh, Tim Boyle and the Jets. And I expect at least a reasonable amount here from the Dolphins. So I like Dol- Miami to cover the nine and a half here. You, you don't expect a lot from Tim Boyle, really? What Whatever would give you that idea that he's going to just – just like what a dumb game. And whatever. Maybe the Jets will cover it. Maybe Ridiculous. they'll win. Who cares? And then Rodgers will come back. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Connor, we have two minutes left, basically. You can go any direction you want. With, I know it's early in the week. We usually have it on a little later. I think we're all kind of like just trying to like scramble. Like what do, what do I like? What bets do I want to put in right now? But still some good Sunday games, even like the two the two teams that played last night in some interesting games, especially Eagles and Bills. The Eagles are about three, three and a half. So this can be props. It can also just be like a couple games that you like already 
ready for Sunday. We have like two minutes left. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Philly and Buffalo here. I like the over in this game. I thought that uh, what we saw from, from Buffalo and kind of like, as I already mentioned, like scheming what they wanted here with Dalton Kincaid, with Khalil Shakir, like basically just having Gabe Davis run wind sprints and like, you know, soak up, uh, you know, outside coverage there. But I think that th this Buffalo team, uh, you know, should be able to score, but their defense is a, you know, major talking point here. They looked great against the Jets, but as we already talked about, like, it's not, wasn't just Zach Wilson. Like there's so many systemic issues there that like the, the defense or that defense, sure. They looked good against the Jets, but I don't think that means much. And now we have Philly that, yeah, again, their offense didn't look good against the Chiefs, but uh, I think contextually that against this Buffalo team that was already getting was already hurt by injuries prior to what we just saw, Teron Johnson, Taylor Rapp, their backup safety, like uh, they had another cornerback injury as well. So like you have all these guys who are questionable or not for sure not playing, added into their already injuries. Like I, I think that both offenses here are gonna have a ton of success. Um, so I like that over there, 47 at 48 and a half, whatever uh, I think the market has moved to at this point. Um, and then moving on to props here real quick. Uh, I think AJ Dillon unders are interesting. Uh, you know, could be, I mean, he's just like one of the most or least efficient backs in the NFL. Uh, not necessarily a tough matchup there, but, or I, I think that that's just going to be really tough for him to get more than I think 50 yards at this point. Uh, Devin Singletary unders versus Jacksonville has played two like super easy run defenses. He's going to get a lot of work, but uh, probably get a high number whenever that's released. And then, I mean, maybe some Tim Boyle unders, who knows, maybe he'll get benched, uh, you know, mid game. I, I think it's very much in play here, given what we've seen so from him in his career so far. I, I we'll talk about that tomorrow. I I I don't know why Simeon's not starting the game to begin with. Like he's definitely he better be. than Tim Boyle. And like and we'll see if like Boyle's brutal. Like maybe Simeon even comes in and plays at some point. I like Connor's thought there on some Tim Boyle unders. My friend, we sincerely appreciate you making the time on a Tuesday. Normally joins us on Thursday. Good luck with all the bets this week and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, my friend. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk soon. Happy holidays. Our pal Connor Allen joining us here on You Better You Bet on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL, 4 for 4 Bet Spurts, and the Move the Line podcast. All right, this is our final, like, however many seconds for the day on Stadium. Count it down. Uh, head on over to Twitch, <laughs> twitch.tv backslash BetQL for the final hour. We'll give you our NBA bets for tonight. Ken's going to tell you how to bet Heisman Trophy ahead of Week 13 in college football, and we'll wrap up our handicap of Week number 12 in the National Football League. Final hour, power hour, coming up next here on You Better You Bet. Again, twitch.tv backslash betql. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.